Why are you meditating? Don't search too much for the answer. Let the first direct answer that came up, let that be the answer for now. Remember the first emotion of determination that brought you on the path, that made you actually take a step, pick up a book, go listen to someone, bring back that emotion, that sense of determination, that level of clarity, mine until it becomes again a strong determination for something. Let it infuse your whole being, your body, and your mind. Level of certainty that it carries that must, that there must be something that is done. Let that certainty be taken over by the body. Let, it, let the body pick it up. see how meditation is linked to achieving the purpose, the objective of this determination. Let the body itself realize this. So the thing that the body, body must do is to be conducive to meditation and the body knows it. Let this knowledge settle in the body. And as far as the sense of directing is concerned, it doesn't have to direct the body to become conducive. That can go to rest. Just observe the body having taken on, having picked up that determination. Now the body wishes to be still, to become conducive to meditation. And bring your awareness to the legs. And just become aware to that body's need, the body's wishing to make the legs conducive for meditation. And all you have to do is just let the body pick up that posture. And you come to know it because your mindfulness tells you. There's a sense of ease and a sense of stability at the same time. the legs, in the position of the hands, in the placement of the elbows, in the level of the shoulders, the straightness of the back, the centeredness of the head and neck, the natural placement of the mouth, teeth, tongue. placement of the eyes. Having become aware of that sense of ease, stability in the body, it reflects itself in the mind a little bit. And you feel that sense of ease more pronouncedly. So your determination is in the background, 
holding everything. In front of that is that awareness of that sense of ease, like keeping a mind on it, just watching it, not directing it. And where it's reflected, you become aware of that reflection. And that sense of directing, bring it to the mind watching the breath. not with a sense of forcing the mind not with a sense of controlling the breath you're not even concerned about doing something about distractions if there are any if you are aware that you know you are breathing in and you are breathing in then that's what you're supposed to do if you are aware of your breathing out, as you are breathing out, then you are doing what you are supposed to do. Whatever else may be present, whatever other awarenesses there may be, do not concern yourself with them. Don't chase them, don't hold on to them. watching the breath. After a certain moment, after a certain time, your awareness of the breath, you notice in the awareness of the breath and the breath itself. Now, or direct the intention to keep the flow of consciousness, the flow of awareness on the breath unbroken. So you're holding on now to an intention, the intention to hold the continuity of awareness on the breath. If your mind goes to the sense <coughs> of determination, that's fine. It's part of the meditation. You become aware of the sense of ease, the calmness in the body, the breath, or wherever, that's okay. But the intention to hold the flow of awareness unbroken for time, that, that's your work. In breath, you know you're breathing in, breathing in, the flow of awareness keeps following. There's a slight break, transformation to out-breath. You still maintain through just your intention. Out-breath, keep following. And then there's that break, transformation back to in-breath. So your flow of awareness went from out-breath to out-breath, unbroken. You did your job. Now unbroken for 11 cycles of breath.
Okay, become aware again of that mindfulness, of the sense of ease, know its depth, know its level, see how the tranquility in the body is reflected in the breath, and then reflected in the mind. And when the mind reaches a new level of tranquility, how that is further reflected in the breath and then further reflected in the body. Whenever in anyone gets to a new level of tranquility, it's reflected in the other. So from within this ever-deepening, tranquil state, that's where you're going to work. So again, bring forth that that one day will be true when you say determined to accomplish the welfare of all beings. Something to that, close to that, that is felt real for you. Now you're going to do this meditation. face in front of you at the level of your eyebrows with a sense of expectation, a sense of looking. And keep rehearsing in your mind that great state that you're aspiring after. How will you get there? Relying on what infallibly takes you there? Relying on whom infallibly takes you there. And start to feel the very presence of this infallible means in that space at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length distance from you, appearing in a form made up entirely of light. And find within you that measure of conviction no matter what that measure may be, that you are indeed in the very presence of what is for you the actual means to achieve this incredible, this incredible transformation. And holding on to that measure of conviction, show reverence in your mind prostrate. demonstrate your truth by taking refuge, placing yourself under the protection, guidance of the very goal you're aspiring to achieve, your guide who will take you there, and the provisions you will need to get there. aspiring after, the actual means of getting there is right in front of you. Show your gratitude, make offerings, your conscience so you can make the best use of this gift. Admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence. Feel a strong sense of intelligent regret. Then again take refuge in trusting yourself in the goal you seek, the teacher taking you there and the community who will support you.
rely, rely on their strength, their guidance. sense of protection, now <coughs> make a promise to restrain in the future capacity. Feel that degree of clarity because of that promise you made. And make a further promise to do something to make up. And because of your willingness Already you start to feel a sense of lightness, as though a burden is lifted from you. Now rejoice. Become aware of how light and refined the mind becomes with this energy of rejoicing. Enhance it further by taking rejoice, by taking great joy in all measures of goodness, all degrees of merits, yours and others. refined state of mind, the degree of tranquility, and from within this further refined state of mind, not embrace all beings. which is at the core of your being. And holding on to it, turn your attention again to your infallible guide, your certainty to achieve your highest spiritual goal. of your compassion when you now gaze upon your teacher you feel the connection connected to all enlightened beings and immediately you request them to please come into the lives of these sentient beings who are suffering in various degrees Teach them how to truly end their pain. Teach them how to find true happiness. And stay in their lives and guide them until they are truly free, truly happy. that you're about to do and dedicate the merit of the momentum of the positive energy you've gained so far to help you succeed in your meditation. 
wishing to be closer to your guide, ask your teacher to come to the crown of your head and feel that bright presence above your head. And make very strong wishes to be free of obstacles. Make strong wishes to gain the realizations you seek. Make the wishes with conviction. goal you seek to achieve, the very transformation you're aspiring to gain is right above your head. Aspire now for inseparability. And due to the sincerity of your aspiration, that form above your head dissolves into a point of light. See it descend, feel it descend through the crown of your head, center, they are meeting your mind, becoming inseparable. Reflect on how you understand inseparability and hold on with affirmation that you have achieved it. Bring your attention to your breath and let the awareness of the breath guide you to become aware of the body again. If you need to stretch your legs, make yourself comfortable, go ahead. I'm going to be uh, quick <laughs> because the topic I'm going to talk about is uh, difficult. All right. <laughs> now, we are getting ourselves ready to do Tonglen meditation and we haven't, uh, we haven't quite started the instruction yet on the actual Tonglen meditation. Now, the, uh, you, I'm sure many of you have already heard or read about Tonglen meditation and probably have uh, started to do it already, okay? The preparation is very important and uh, the attitude sometimes we have towards preparation for anything, we think of the preparation as something that we need to quickly get over. We don't see the preparation as actually being a part of what we are trying to accomplish. So we have to look at preparation as part of it, 
Okay. So preparation for Tonglen is included within the meditation of Tonglen. Sometimes uh, when I used to hear my teacher talks about the preparation for this, preparation for that, and um, my attitude I used to have was, uh, uh, why do I have to go through this pain? Why not just get to the stuff already? Okay. <laughs> Probably because uh, they should stop using the word preparation. <laughs> okay. They should just say, okay, here's meditation on Tonglen. And then they talk about the preparation or the preparation. Okay. That way, the attitude that we have towards that word would not come up and it doesn't have to become an obstacle, an extra obstacle. We already have other obstacles, the obstacles that are waiting for us to come in and greet them. And now we have to add, uh, add to the obstacle. Okay. So don't think about it as a preparation. Think of it as you are doing Tonglen. Okay. Now, the thing I want to talk to you about is uh, end of last week, uh, 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 this phrase came into my mind and, uh, and, I, and I thought it would be great if, if you were to meditate on this phrase to, sort of do, to help you get into that, uh, that attitude, the attitude, the state of mind that makes you do Tonglen, is to take upon yourself the suffering of others, have that willingness to take upon yourself the suffering of others, and then to give away your own happiness to others. And that willingness mustn't be just imaginary, it must be actual. You must have an actual willingness to take on pain. And you must understand, understand pain. Some uh, abstract uh, uh, imaginary thing, okay? It is the very pain that you know of intimately. You must understand that that's the pain that you're willing to take on. You're willing to take on more, okay? And this willingness to take on more uh, is the courage of the Bodhisattva. That's why the Bodhisattva is called uh, the, 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 okay. the being of great courage, not because the Bodhisattva is, is you know, sacrificing everything so they can get to great bliss. Okay. They're called uh, the great being of great, of great courage because they're willing to forego great bliss to take on the great suffering of all beings upon themselves. They are because, and that, that willingness arises naturally from compassion. That's why all the verses in, in, uh, from, from verse, uh, we had, this is verse, which verse is this? Verse 7, right? This is verse 7. So all the verses before were training you to get to that compassion, get to that compassion. And as I mentioned before, last from that training, you start to get, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm using this word correctly, angst, like you feel, you, you feel, uh, it's like a physical agitation, you feel you need to do something physically, it's like it's in your body, the need to do something, okay? Like uh, if, if you were sitting down, you feel the need to get up to do something, okay? So that compassion starts the need to do something. You're seeing the suffering, you understand the suffering, and you feel the need to do something about it, okay? And not telling yourself, okay, I can't do anything about it now, but I'll meditate. Don't, don't ever do that, okay? Don't make meditation like a, like a, what would you call that? Passive. A substitute, an escape, you know, like a, I wish I could do something, but since I can't do it, I'll meditate. An excuse. An excuse. I'm looking for another word, another term. What was that? A rationale. A rationale? Mm. A fallback. A fallback. Mm. Fall like, uh, it's not really what you do now. Okay? You must, you, you, uh, uh, the same way that if you were to see yourself physically doing something, and you will feel a sense of, of, of having accomplished something, or the sense of doing something, you must see meditation as being, a, uh, you must have the same conviction with, with meditation, that you are actually doing something that's going to actually have a result. That, okay. So, after the feeling, the, the angst, the, the, the sense, the, the need to do something, you feel it physically, and uh, it might even make you uh, feel a sense of restlessness, physical, a physical sense of restlessness. Okay. That's good. Well, it depends on <laughs> how you got there, okay? Mm -hmm. If you are doing the meditation and you start to feel a sense of restlessness, that means your compassion is stirring you to do something. It, mustn't, it shouldn't be just some abstract in your mind, 
uh, a feel good a feel good uh, 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 feeling. It 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 you see suffering and you need to do something about the suffering that you're seeing. Okay. And you sit and you come to the conclusion. Okay, meditation. Okay. And and that's the attitude you enter when you're doing tonglen. You, you must have the conviction that when you're taking on pain, you're actually taking on pain. And the natural reaction that you have with pain, if that natural reaction comes up, if that natural reaction comes up, that means you're doing the meditation correctly. If you're not afraid, if you're not terrified, I'm already suffering and now I'm about to take on more suffering. I already can't deal with the suffering that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I, that I have already, now I'm going to add to it. And then you have that conviction that you're going to add to it. And yet, you have that willingness out of compassion for the other, out of compassion for, for out of compassion, you have that can be difficult, but I'm gonna take it on. Okay? Then you're really doing tonglen. Okay? If you if if any if there is only in your mind, oh I'm just imagining this, this is just an, uh, a mental exercise, this is just a, 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 a trick to get to somewhere, then you're not doing tonglen. Okay? You, you may have some duty with it, but the result of Tonglen you will not get. You must have that willingness to take on suffering. And please don't use that wisdom thing. Well, I, I say that wisdom thing, or that pseudo wisdom thing. I'm not really taking it. It's not really, it's not really pain out there. Uh, unless you have a true, profound understanding of what you're saying, in as well, you're just afraid to take on pain, and then you're telling yourself. You're making an excuse to do the meditation because you don't want to take on pain. So you tell your, so you tell your mind, oh, it's not really pain. You know, it's it's empty. It doesn't have a. It, it, it's 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 you know, trying to give, trying to make yourself, trying to make your mind uh, away from the willingness to take on to take on pain. Okay, you must have a degree of conviction that it is pain. Whatever its nature may be. Whatever its ultimate nature may be, that's not going to change. It's not. It, it's, it's not going to need me to reflect upon it for it to become, to for it to have its ultimate nature. Okay, pain is pain. What? Okay. Then you have that conviction that it, you are taking on pain. Okay. The wisdom part will come later. Verse eight. <laughs> okay. But for now, you must have the conventional, what is called the conventional, you're working on conventional bodhicitta, not ultimate bodhicitta. Okay? Uh, here is the, the, the verse I was uh, thinking about. Uh, well, not verse, but uh, for now it's just a, a vague remembrance of, <laughs> of what it is. Okay? Uh, on, on the courage of the bodhisattva. Did I say it? Maybe I did say it. Well, if I say it, I'm going to say it. So, you, you uh, w uh, work with, with your mind, with that willingness, uh, work, to work towards getting that willingness on, getting, on taking on pain, uh, where at the end of it, you, you, you have the conviction, you have that willingness uh, expressed in this way, uh, the, the, the courage of the body. Your compassion for sentient being is such that even if all sentient beings were to transform into demons and each one of them would be inflicting incredible, unbelievable pain, visiting pain to you, you would not be. You can't even imagine you know, a sentient being coming in you know, a uh, 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 taking great pleasure at inflicting pain on you, whatever whatever you could think is the worst kind of pain. But and as you're looking at that sentient being, your only concern is, I hope he's not suffering. Is he okay? Is he happy? Okay. So you want you want to be able to come to that point. And even as this being is inflicting pain upon you, if you are able to be become aware of any degree, any ounce, any measure of, of pain in that being, you're, you're still willing to take on their pain, on, on top of the pain that they're already inflicting upon you. 
Okay. That's when you are you have a, you have achieved. Okay. And and I'm not going to go into the the wisdom of it because that that's only because. Uh, your fear might use it as an excuse to do the meditation. Okay? We get to verse A, we get to it. <laughs> but for now, you must have the conviction. You are going to... And uh, in, in connection with that, uh, for a long time, uh, I've, 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 uh, I've uh, talked, met with... Uh, uh, you know, students of Rinpoche or people who are on the path who have genuine that they've sort of like uh, on their own sort of developed or maybe uh, because of their whatever past uh, uh, if you believe in past lives if you don't believe in past life it doesn't matter but something in the past formed them in such a way that they have great compassion but not because they consciously train themselves, but because of whatever circumstances they find themselves having great compassion. And because they experience pain along with that, they, be, they, they, they become afraid of experiencing com compassion. And, and what goes to my mind when I, w w w uh, uh, what used to go to my mind, uh, is even when uh, people like that are talking to me, I'm saying, how wonderful. How great this, uh, this uh, the state that this person has achieved, but unfortunately they not they don't have a guide, they don't have a teacher to guide them. Instead, because of of the experience of the pain, they want to get rid of their compassion. They want to close. They want to. They don't want to have compassion anymore. Okay. So I sort of give you a hint last time, <laughs> right before you left, uh, that. There's going to be pain, <laughs> okay? Because what are you becoming acquainted with? You're becoming acquainted, intimately acquainted with pain. Those are compassion is. The focus of compassion is not happiness. The focus of compassion is suffering. So, of course, as you are developing compassion, you're becoming intimately aware of what suffering is. And it is a painful sight. Suffering is not blissful. Suffering is not some, some nice little, little uh, uh, samsara. It is a pitiful sight. It is painful. Of course, as you are developing compassion and you are seeing it, you're not seeing some flower. You're not having some, oh, I'm developing compassion, I'm, I'm in bliss. Okay? You see suffering for what it is. It is not nice. It is truly some experience. It is truly something that should be rejected, that its cause should be rejected. You are, you are realizing this. That's where the pain is coming from. Okay? The pain is not because you, 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 you have, usually, usually uh, when, you hear the, the, when you hear pain, as soon as you hear pain, suffering, we think, oh, the cause of it is bad karma. In, oh, some bad karma is ripening. I'm feeling pain. No. An incredible thing is happening. You're developing compassion. You are knowing, you are knowing what suffering is. And it's natural for you to w want to be uh, a light year's distance from it. It's the ugliest thing in the universe. It's the ugliest thing that the universe has. Okay? You should, you should, you should, should. Your, your, your reaction to, to run away from it is natural. That's the real reaction you should have. It's not the compassion that you should run away from. Okay? Then eventually, after you know pain for what it truly is, and in knowing what pain is, it's not just an object that you perceive. You feel it also. You come to know it through your own experience. And these people are incredible in their compassion, is that when they see someone suffering with whatever, physical suffering, they f sometimes they feel it also. They see someone having mental suffering, they feel it also. And because, unfortunately, uh, we have that bit uh, of quickly identifying with, a, with an experience as this is me, we, I quickly identify, oh, this is me, I am suffering. 
I'm suffering because I'm having compassion for this person. I'm suffering because uh, I'm, I'm becoming aware of, of someone else's uh, of suffering. And then we will say, I shouldn't become aware of other people's suffering because it is suffering. Okay. But that's not the attitude you should have. If you're on the path and then you look at yourself sincerely, okay, I have this many faults and I'm working on them the best as I can. This is the, my strength to be able to deal with them. Uh, uh, the aim of your path is, is noble. And to see the, uh, how the aim of your spiritual path is, no, is a noble aim doesn't, doesn't necessarily make you an egotistical maniac. Okay? That's what it is. It's noble. Right? If it wasn't noble, the Buddhas, the Buddhas wouldn't have achieved it. Okay? The Bodhisattvas wouldn't be, you know, to get to it. It is something that is worth aspiring after. And now that beautiful spark is born in you. You too, you are aspiring after it. You are aspiring after something truly noble. Okay? Now that you have this sincere aspiration, sometimes you question it because you think, because sometimes it gets mixed up with, with our own selfishness. Sometimes we are really after is just chocolate cake. And then we keep calling chocolate cake nirvana, or we keep calling chocolate cake, or this is Buddhahood. Okay? Sometimes this happens. I mean, we're not Buddhas yet. If we were Buddhas, we wouldn't be having it. We would be Buddhas. Okay? Since you're not Buddhas yet, of course, these things, you are, these are the work that you have to do. Sometimes this noble aspiration gets mixed up. Not so good <laughs> aspiration. Okay? And you become aware of that. Oh, I noticed that my aspiration is mixed up, so I have to clean that. Okay, that, that's, that means you're, you're sincere. You're a sincere uh, practitioner. Okay? You're sincerely walking the path. You see, your, you see your limits, you see your strength, and you work your limitations and enhance your strength. Okay? And as you are sincerely practicing, as you are sincerely uh, uh, continuing on the path, you will experience pain. You cannot get away from it. You will experience pain of separation. There are people that you are, you have incredible love for that you have to distance yourself for, 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 for some time. It doesn't mean that you stop loving them, it doesn't mean that you stop having compassion for them, but for some reason Whatever the karma is, you have to distance yourself from them. And that is painful. And you have to go through that pain. You going through that pain is eventually for their benefit. Okay? So to, to, if you feel the natural compulsion to stay away from that pain, it's natural for you to feel that. But not, don't follow that compulsion. Rather see it as, ah, this is the pain that they were talking about. If, I'm, if I eventually I'm going to get to Buddhahood, there's a lot of pain I have to go through. This is just some of it. At the end of it, there's this great state called Buddhahood. There's this great uh, means where I can truly help others in a true, realistic way. That's, that's, that, that's what, this, is, this is what this pain is about. Okay. So don't think of your, of your pain necessarily as, oh, my bad karma, I'm a bad person. Uh, 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 become, uh, uh, you know, don't let it become a, 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 a means to develop discouragement. Okay, because the that little bad habit of us here in samsara is going to be with us for a very long time. It's going to use every single trick that it, that it knows that it can to get you not to reach nirvana. Okay. Because it's just, it's from, uh, suffering is familiar. Okay? We, we, we don't know nirvana. We know, suffer, we know suffering. And we, we want to stay with what we are familiar with. Okay? Get. <laughs> okay? So it's going to give you bad advice. It's going to warp y- your, your experiences. It's going to make you think that your suffering is a sign. Oh, see? I told you not to get on the path. See the pain it give, brings you? So get off that, get off that thing already, okay? So, so, uh, so, 
I am uh, taking a, a bet, <laughs> a bet, not a bet, uh, yeah, a bet, a gamble, <laughs> that you have a reached a degree of maturity on the path that, it, that will not scare you. What? There's pain on the path? I mean, I'm getting off this train. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me have pain where I'm not where I'm not aware of it, <laughs> rather than having pain and I'm aware of it. Okay, so you're mature enough. Knowing this is not gonna is not gonna scare you. It's actually gonna give you a proper uh, perspective of what to expect on the path. Okay. Of course, there will be very rosy experiences be awful experiences and the more the, the more as you are developing compassion you are knowing what suffering truly is the more painful your experience will be because you are knowing the ugliness of it okay and you can understand you can start to understand how you know the Buddha only says what's what's agreeable even even the Buddha, when he's talking about samsara, he cannot help but saying the most disgusting words. Suffering, he says, is a is a is a it's a cesspool. Suffering is a cesspool. Okay, and that's that's one of the most uh, light <laughs> words. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, it's not it's not nice. It doesn't smell nice. It stinks. Okay. Alright, so knowing this and yet you're still willing to take on pain for the sake of others. Now, uh, uh, that's incredible. Okay. And because you are incredible, that would push you to get you to your goal. Eventually you will be able to see yourself as being truly able to help others. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I guess with, with a little time we have, uh, you can, if you remember that phrase, try to help, try to make that phrase help you get to that willingness, and and really see it that every being, instead of becoming angels, and they're giving you no bliss, instead they're giving you pain. What will be your attitude towards them? Will you lose your compassion for them at that moment? No. It, let your let your focus be still on. Ah, is he suffering? Is she is she is she happy? Ah, there's a little pain in there. Let me take it. Let let your willingness get to that point. Okay. I don't know in whatever way. Uh, maybe you're better at uh, words than I am. <laughs> Not maybe. <laughs> definitely. <are. laughs> so. Repeat it in words in that 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 helps you. Okay, that really helps you get to that feeling. Okay. Even if every single sentient being were demons, and each one of them were inflicting the most horrible pain to me, my attitude towards them will be still concerned about their their suffering, still willing to take on their pain. I will not lose my compassion for them. I will not lose my love for them. Okay. All right. So. So, if you can quickly recall the tranquil state you experienced. And as soon as you have a taste of that state of tranquility, have the intention to stabilize it. And while you are being mindful of it in its reflections in the mind, body, observe five cycles of breath.
in whenever you're ready. begin with your own intimate experience of suffering and don't begin with comparing your suffering with others to see whether or not it is should be called suffering whatever it is that makes you become aware of suffering even if it is just oh, dog great tea what <laughs> suffering that is <laughs> If that's suffering for you, then begin <laughs> with that. <laughs> and knowing how and how no one how you shouldn't have that suffering, then you start to think of others. How they should also not be subjected, should not be subjected to this pain. And yet, knowing this suffering intimately, your su compassion for others have the willingness to take on that suffering on top of your own suffering. And starting with that, and let it go get you to the end where compassion for all beings, and then transform into demons and still the willingness is there.
some of you may need to do this. Just see bright light in your heart radiating out. Don't try to think about what it means, just see it. And you should become aware of your breath. See also your breath breathing in white light. of tonight to the achievement of your ultimate goal and whatever goals you're aspiring after. again to the breath knowing that you're breathing in as you're breathing in knowing that you're breathing out as you're breathing out guide you to become aware of the body again start with your head include more and more until you have awareness of all your body from head to toe Some of you may still need to hold on to that stay a bit longer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, from now, when you become acutely aware of pain, someone else's pain, and then you feel it in your own being, instead, say, let this be the the conclusion that you draw from that. Ah, so this is the pain that they're going through. Now I, I have to become a Buddha for their sake. Okay, that's, that's the conclusion you should be getting to now. Okay. All right, thank you.